What's up, guys? I am Kevin the Kevin Brew, and you are listening to Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. And we have a new Ring of Honor World Champion, and his name is Bandito. Uh, as you guys know, that this past Sunday was Ring of Honor's Best in the World pay-per-view. Uh, it was going to be the first time in the pandemic era that they've had a live audience, and man, they did not disappoint, man. What a pay-per-view that was. And uh, that's what this podcast is going to be about. The entire podcast, because we're going to get into, you know, the most important matches. Uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team match. The uh, the, uh, the Television Championship match, the Pure Championship, as well as the World Heavyweight Championship. That's last but not least. But uh, before that, we're going to talk about the uh, the Ring of Honor Women's Championship. And, you know, they're having a tournament with that. And Chelsea Green made her debut in Ring of Honor, and she's going to be part of the... Uh, the Ring of Honor Women's Championship Tournament, the crown of new champion. And that belt looks amazing. You know, uh, those of you who, who know me and uh, who listen to the podcast know I am not a fan of the Ring of Honor belts. I mean, the, the tag team look all right. The television looks okay, right? The Pure Championship is a classic title. Uh, the Ring of Honor Women's Championship looks great. It's just a mini version of the Ring of Honor World Championship, but for some reason, I don't like the Ring of Honor World title. I just think it's... It's too much on it, you know? Uh, I loved the Ring of Honor World Championship before that, the one with the red. It was a whole hell of a lot better looking than the Ring of Honor World Championship they have now. And, you know, I'm trying to get used to it, you know, and, uh, you know, it grew on me and it doesn't look that bad, but it still looks pretty damn bad. But anyway, uh, Chelsea Green is going to be in the, uh, in the tournament and uh, we're going to see what happened with that. Right. Also, what happened at Best in the World? Uh, you got Vincent and uh, Matt Taven. They're gonna be uh, they're gonna be going at it in the cage match on uh, August twenty fourth at Glory by Honor, and uh, that's gonna take place at the arena at the twenty three hundred arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, which I am gonna be there for in the front row, and I'm excited about that. Right. The uh, the last cage match that. Uh, that I was there live for was also in Ring of Honor. I think it was, uh, I know it was the Briscoes, I think, against the Negro Butcher. And, I don't know. But, besides the point, when the last time you seen the Negro Butcher? Right? Long time. Long time. And uh, that was the last time I've ever seen a, uh, a cage match. So, I'm really excited about this match between Taven and Vincent in the cage. Where, um... If uh, Vincent, if he wins, if he beats Taven in this cage match, he gets his Ring of Honor World Championship title shot that uh, Taven owns because he never received the rematch. So that also took place at Best in the World. So without further ado, let's get into the matches. Uh, first, we're going to talk about Brody King and uh, Jay Lethal. Now, I don't know what's going on with Jay Lethal. But I've said before, uh, I think maybe a couple of weeks ago, what I think of Jay Lethal, I think he may be the weakest link of the foundation. He's the only guy that's losing. Right? And uh, this past Sunday was no difference. Brody King, he wiped the floor with Jay Lethal. I was completely shocked at how easily Brody King beat Jay Lethal. I mean, he beat the brakes over Jay Lethal in this matchup. Like, at the beginning of the matchup, uh, right out of the gate, Jay Lethal hit the Lethal Injection. Right? But Brody King kicked out, I think, at like a one count. And, you know, after that lethal injection, it was all Brody King after that. Brody King beat his ass. <laughs> you know, beat his ass to the point to where, 
you know, you guys know what happened with uh, Tracy Williams, right? He got hit by a car. He couldn't participate at best in the world, so he needed a replacement, and he was going to be replaced by Jay Lethal. That was the plan, but Brody King beat his ass so damn bad that Jay Lethal couldn't uh, participate in the tag team matchup. So it was, uh, it was Rhett Titus and Jonathan Gresham uh, defending the tag team championship against Violence Unlimited, and uh, that was a good match. That match wasn't pure. That was not a pure matchup. <laughs> you know, uh, there was chairs, there was weapons. I mean, it was a good match. It was a good match. But uh, Tony Dickinson and uh, Tony Dickinson? Chris Dickinson, right? Is it Chris Dickinson? I don't know. Chris Dickinson and Homicide walked away with the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Championships. So uh, there isn't really much to say about that. But I got to tell you, man, something's wrong. And... Uh, the foundation is not going to be able to purify Ring of Honor if the leader of the group just keep taking L's. I mean, you know, I've said it before, I'll say it again, Jake Lethal has had a terrible 2021, you know, and, uh, you know, how, how much is the foundation going to be able to take, a, you know, with this, with, like, he's, he's the leader, but the guy is the loser of the group. You know, of, of all people, I thought it'd be Rick Titus. I thought he'd be the loser of the foundation, right? Because you got, a uh, you know, you got Tracy Williams, who was a former television and world tag team champion. You got uh, Jonathan Gresham, who's the pure champion. And I thought Jay Lethal was a shoe in to win the world championship. But not only did he get his ass whipped by Roosh, but uh, this past Sunday he got his ass whipped by Brody King. Right? So, uh, Brody King is now the number one contender, t contender for the Ring of Honor World Championship. And... Uh, that's all I got to say about that, man. But I got to tell you, Jay Lethal got to step his game up. He's got to step his game up. He really does, man. Or there's going to be a problem within the foundation. Because you can't be the leader of a group and be a loser. Right? Anyway, moving on. So what was that? We covered the, the match between Brody King and uh, Jay Lethal. We covered the World Tag Team title match. And now, let's talk about the six-man tag team matchup between uh, uh, Shane Taylor Promotions and uh, Dalton Castle, Dak Draper, and Eli Isom. Now, uh, I was actually looking forward to, to uh, Dalton Castle's entrance with the live audience, and it didn't go how I thought it did. <laughs> you know, he didn't get that much of a reaction. Uh, Shane Taylor promotion was kind of getting, they were getting like a majority of the cheers. And, uh, Dalton Castle was actually getting booed. I don't know whether the fact that he was with Dak Draper or Eli Isom that was causing it, but uh, in that matchup, I didn't know what uh, Dalton Castle was actually doing. You know, uh, whenever Draper or Eli Isom was getting some type of advantage, Dalton Castle would get involved and screw the whole thing up. Right? I mean, Dalton Castle had a few, you know, high spots, but for the most part, he was screwing things up for his team. And uh, I gotta tell you, I would not be surprised if there was a Ring of Honor World Championship reign in Shane Taylor's uh, Shane Taylor's uh, future because he improved a lot. You know, he and uh, SOS. You know, think they might have. I think they made the six man tag team titles. You know, a major championship in Ring of Honor. I mean, every title in Ring of Honor is prestigious. It's valuable. It's um, it's coveted. And that's what you want from your championships if you want to solidify them as prestigious. If you want people to want to win these titles, 
You know, and they're the six-man tag team championship. They're not trios titles. This ain't Mexico. <laughs> right? This is America. Six-man tag team championships. That's what we have here. We have six-man tag team titles. But um, that was a good match. Uh, Shane Taylor uh, Promotions got a great reaction. You know, I wouldn't be surprised if they turned that group into a face. Because they're supposed to be heels, but they were getting chilled. Cheered. They were getting cheered <laughs> in, uh, in Baltimore, Maryland. But uh, Shane Taylor Promotions walk away still. The six-man world tag team championships. Okay, now uh, to the uh, Ring of Honor television championship. Tony Depp and defending against Dragon Lee. Uh, I don't know what it is about Tony Depp and man. I can't take this guy seriously. You know, uh, I guess they want to push him as being the, uh, you know, pushing the pushing him as being like the craziest member of Violence Unlimited because you got Brody King, you got Chris Dickinson, you got a homicide. Three legit crazy ass looking uh, wrestlers. And then you got Tony Deppin. This 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 pale skin, tattooedless, you know, no wristbands. You know, he just he, he just looks like a generic wrestler and he's we're supposed to believe that this guy's crazy? No. No. And uh, you know, he, he you could push him as a crazy wrestler, but uh, when he got in that ring with Dragon Lee, Dragon Lee kind of beat his ass. I mean, look, Tony Deppin tried to, you know, he tried to keep up with him, but you can't keep up with Dragon Lee. Dragon Lee is one of the most physical cruiserweights I have ever watched. Right? <laughs> him and Hiromu Takahashi are two of the most physical cruiserweights I have ever seen. So, yeah, Dragon Lee, you know... He won back the World Television Championship, and Tony Deppin had no shot, especially if you're gonna if you're gonna square up against somebody like Dragon Lee with uh, forearms and chops. It's not gonna work, you know. Dragon Lee is strong, he's quick, he's fast, and he's physical. Tony Deppin had no shot, right? I, uh, I mean, you want to push him as like the craziest member of Violence Unlimited, but I'm not buying it. I think he's in need of a uh, of a serious gimmick change. Right? Because he reminds me of uh, kind of like Bob Backlund or a watered-down Roderick Strong. Why don't you just push this guy as the wrestler? Put him in the pure division. He fits. He fits because he, like, he looks like wrestling is all he knows. Right? He's not entertaining. He's not good at showing promos. He's not charismatic. Uh, there's no flair to him. He looks plain. He looks like a plain, no gimmicks needed pro wrestler. You should push him as such, right? So uh, I will put him in a pure division. You know, I think he, I think he will excel in that division. But him being pushed as like the craziest wrestler in Violence Unlimited, I don't buy it. Especially when you're in the same group as Homicide. <laughs> Homicide is real legit crazy. He's like gangster crazy. Homicide's scary crazy, right? Expect you to believe that Tony Deppin is crazier than him? No. No, I'm not buying it. But uh, anyway, it, it tried to be a back-and-forth affair, but, it, you know, it wasn't happening. Dragon League was getting the best of Tony Deppin in all aspects of the match. And uh, and now uh, Dragon Lee is now, what, a two-time Ring of Honor television champion? Right? Anyway, that's uh, that's all I got to say about that. Right? Now let's uh, let's go on to my favorite... Uh, my favorite championship in Ring of Honor right now. My favorite division, the Pure Division. And uh, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say this. I don't care if you agree with me. I don't care if you disagree. 
but I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it right now. Jonathan Gresham may be the best wrestler in the world. The best pure wrestler in the world. Right? I don't know. I could be wrong, but that's my opinion. Right? He's absolutely the MVP of the pandemic era in Ring of Honor. I have not, in 2021, not, I, have, I haven't, I have yet to see a bad Jonathan Gresham match. And this match was no different. Now, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of thought Jonathan Gresham was going to walk right through Mike Bennett. You know, uh, Gresham had no respect for Mike Bennett in the Pure Division, and neither did I. <laughs> right? So I, I thought Gresham was, I think this was going to be easy work for Jonathan Gresham. And Gresham thought so, too, because he was toying with Mike Bennett at the beginning of the match. Right? But uh, Mike showed me something, man. He showed me that he can compete. He can compete. Feet. He can compete in the pure division. <laughs> right? And uh, he, he proved it to Jonathan Gresham, too. He earned my respect as well as, as uh, Jonathan Gresham. Uh, that was a back and forth affair, but it wasn't at the beginning. At the beginning, Gresham was like doing whatever he wanted to do to uh, Mike Bennett. I think that was like for the uh, first seven or eight minutes. And then Mike Bennett, you know, he came back, you know, uh, was uh, impressing us with uh, grapple holes of his own. Uh, he hung in there. He took Gresham to the limit. It was a, it was a pretty damn good pure championship matchup. But, uh, you know, like like I knew was going to happen. I knew Jonathan Gresham wasn't going to lose. The octopus prevailed. Still the pure, uh, still the pure champion. I think this is what that was his eleventh pure championship title defense. And Gresham, man, I got to tell you, he's the, he may be the best wrestler in the world. I don't care what nobody says. Nobody says because for a minute I thought it, I thought it could be Zach Zaber. Uh, it could be uh, Daniel Bryan, but you haven't seen Daniel Bryan in a while. And uh, I think if you put Zack Saber Jr. in the ring with this Jonathan Gresham, I think he'd stretch him. I think he'd get the best of uh, Zack Saber. So that uh, that's one match I want to see. I want to see uh, Zack Saber against Jonathan Gresham. You know, back then there was uh, there was no question Zack Saber was the best pure wrestler in the world. But uh, now he's got a problem. He's got a problem because it may be it may be Jonathan Gresham. So I would love to see that matchup. I mean, if you put them two in the ring right now, Jonathan, how did, how does he not have the advantage? Right, he's uh, he's shorter than Zack Saber Jr. Right, so that gives him low center of gravity. Uh, he weighs more than Zack Saber Jr. He's a stocky, he's a stocky dude, and uh, I don't know where he got all that muscle from, but uh, he's a stocky dude. He's bigger than Zack Saber Jr., so he'll have the advantage there as far as power. And um, Zack Saber is kind of just like you know the only advantage that he might have. I don't think it would be, but he's he's limber. Uh, he may be quicker than uh, Johnson Gresham, but uh, you know, with those limbs, man, it just makes it easier for the octopus to stretch you. So if you put Johnson Gresham and Zack Saber, I would love to see that matchup for the Pure Championship. God, I, I love the Pure Division. I love the Pure Division, man. That that is, I think that's what we need in wrestling nowadays, man. Because you consider, you know, how wrestling is now as far as the entertainment aspects. I think. Wrestling is not even that important when it comes to uh, organizations like AEW and uh, WWE. But the thing for Ring of Honor is that Ring of Honor, that's all they know is pure pro wrestling. That's all they know is pure wrestling. That's the, all they have to sell you on. And that's why they're the best pro wrestling on the planet. And Gresham is the best pro wrestler in the world. I'll fight you if you disagree. I'll fight you if you disagree.
Now, on to the, uh, on to the uh, most important match. The Ring of Honor World Championship. And let me tell you something. Uh, Bandito and Roosh, like I said at the beginning of the show, Bandito is now the uh, Ring of Honor World Champion. And I don't care what nobody says, nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw that coming. I didn't see it coming, and nobody in that audience saw that win coming. You know, uh, it, it was a good match, but it was it was one of those cases of, uh, you know, you already know the end results, you know, uh, before you watch the match. You just want to see Bandito compete, right? Make it a good match. Put on a good main event. But you didn't expect this guy to walk away with the world championship, did you? Because I didn't. But uh, what a match that was, man. And everybody in the crowd was shocked, and so was I. Like, my reaction was like, when Bandito won the world championship, I was like, I didn't even know what happened. <laughs> you know? And had the big shocked eyes. I had my hands on my head. I was like, what? What the hell just happened? Did Bandito just win the Ring of Honor World Championship? But that was a back and forth affair, man. It was having a damn good matchup. Uh, that's what you want from, you know, predetermined a predetermined sports entertainment, you know? You want the art of unpredictability because the fact that the, uh, you know, the matches aren't predetermined, but you got to have some type of shock value. That's what keeps your viewers, man, because you never know what's going to happen. Nobody saw Roosh losing the Ring of Honor World Championship this last Sunday. Nobody. Nobody saw it. You know, and uh, does he deserve it? Does Bandito deserve it? Right, because he, I mean... Throughout this whole war between uh, Violence Unlimited, uh, uh, Faction and Copenhagen, and the Foundation, you know, the entire war was over purifying Ring of Honor and the championships. They were just being traded back and forth between those three groups. So it's refreshing to see somebody like Bandito, who has no association to any of those groups, walk away with the Ring of Honor World Championship. Great match. Great match, but that was shocking. That was shocking. And... Uh, that was the end of the show, but something something weird happened with Dragon Lee. Like, Bandito won the World Championship, and uh, Los Encomendables, that's what I'm going to call them, because that's who they are. They came out, and they beat the crap out of Bandito, but kind of like Dragon Lee was kind of, you know, like hesitant to join in in the beating. So, uh, you know, look out for that, because uh, Dragon Lee reaction was weird when uh, they were beating on uh, Bandito at the end of the night. But that's how the show closed. It, sh it closed with La Faction, Beating the hell out of Bandito with his half-ripped mask. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to Bandito. And uh, I got to tell you, he's got Brody King. And uh, if one thing Best in the World did, that is make Brody King look strong. So I, uh, his next opponent is uh, is Brody King. And I don't I, I don't see Bandito walking away with the Ring of Honor World Championship. I don't see that. You know, I would have rather seen a Russian uh, Brody King, but it's it's good that we got Bandito as well, right? A different world champion. Kind of shake things up a little bit, right? Now it's on to uh, Glory by Honor. And uh, that's going to be a good... It's shaped up to be a damn good event. Uh, every title is going to be on the line. The Pure Championship is going to be on the line. I don't know who's going to challenge him for the title, but I'm looking forward to seeing it. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with, uh, with Jay Lethal. Uh, Matt Taven and uh, Vincent. I really don't know what the hell's going on with Jay Lethal. 
I don't know what the hell is going on with that guy. That guy has been a loser this year. <laughs> so, I don't know. There may be some tension in uh, LFI with the whole Dragon Lee situation. You know, and maybe I'm thinking too, uh, you know, thinking too much of what happened at the end of the show. And uh, there may be some tension in uh, within the foundation because uh, Jay Lethal can't keep losing like this. Right? Because, you know, Jay Lethal, who's a, a former two-time Ring of Honor World Championship, but Jonathan Gresham has been tearing it up in the Pure Division. So, you know, how long is Gresham going to continue to be the second fiddle to Jay Lethal? Right? I mean, you lead by example, and, and Jay Lethal is not leading by example, man. He has been he has been on the losing end of a lot of matches. And Gresham has been tearing it up in the Pure Division. Right? And, uh, I think that's the most prestigious title in Ring of Honor right now, that pure championship. You know, that's made, uh, it's made, in my opinion, Ring of Honor must-see TV more than any other organization. And um, if you're listening to this, I got to tell you, you are missing out if you're not watching Ring of Honor. You know, you can watch it on ringofhonorwrestling.com. You can watch it on Fight TV. You know, uh, I strongly recommend, because look, Look, there's no secret. There's not a lot of wrestling fans out there. Or there's not a lot of fans of uh, the product that AEW and WWE is putting out, man. And if you if you want uh, pure pro wrestling, if you want, um, you know, uh, championship value, uh, if you don't want a bunch of entertainment, if you don't want a bunch of jumping around, if you don't want a bunch of, uh, you know, clown wrestling or stunts where, you know, every move that is done means something. Is necessary, you know. Uh, Ring of Honor doesn't take pro wrestling as a joke, right? You can't clown pro wrestling that that is being taken seriously. You know, you couldn't make a joke out of Dusty Rhodes and Ric Flair. You couldn't make a joke out of a Bret Hart match. You couldn't make a joke out of Ricky Steamboat. Uh, you couldn't make a joke out of out of, uh, out of out of the Briscoes. You can't make a joke out of Jay Lethal. You know, you can't make a joke of the foundation. You can't make a joke of anything that's going on in Ring of Honor. You know, I dare you to make a joke out of Shane Taylor's promotion. You can't. You can't. You know, but when it's all fun, buddy-buddy, fun and games like the, uh, like like AEW or WWE, you know, it's, it's, it's tough to take that seriously. It's tough to suspend your uh, disbelief of the product. You know, when when... They're making a mockery of it when they're making a joke of it, right? Uh, there was no uh, backstage garbage going on in Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is strictly uh, about the championships. You know, uh, every storyline, every feud, every rivalry revolves around every title in Ring of Honor. You know, and in the end, you know, at the end of the day, that's what it's about. It's about the championships in Ring of Honor. You don't really get that in AEW. You don't really get that in WWE. Uh, as far as Impact, man, I, I, I don't know. I haven't really been keeping up on Impact Wrestling. More so, I've been watching New Japan Pro Wrestling. And the same thing goes for New Japan. It's like, you know, every rivalry, every story, every feud revolves around the championships. That's why every title is important. And they have a ton. And every belt in Ring of Honor has value. Not Ring of Honor, I'm sorry. Well, they do. But New Japan, every title in New Japan has value to the to the to the IWGP World, to the United States, 
the tag team, the junior tag team, the junior heavyweight, <laughs> right? Uh, uh, the never, the never six man. They have a ton of titles in New Japan, but every title is must see. Every championship can main event in New Japan on any given uh, pay per view event, right? And the same thing goes for Ring of Honor. You know, if uh, Shane Shane Taylor Promotions was in the main event defending their six man tag team titles, I would watch. Same thing goes for the TV. Definitely the Pure, the Pure Championship. I guarantee that belt is going to main event. And uh, speaking of that title, man, I don't know who's going to beat Jonathan Gresham for that title. I mean, because Ring of Honor made it look like there's nobody who can touch Jonathan Gresham in the ring as far as pure wrestling is concerned. Nobody can touch that guy. I don't see it. The only guy who probably has a shot at beating him, uh, maybe Josh Woods. And, you know, you all know I'm a fan of Josh the Goods. And uh, he had a pretty damn good matchup, too. He had a last man standing match with Silas Young, which was a good match. It really was. It really was. But I don't think it was really, you know, it was an important match, but not as important on the card for me to uh, talk about in detail. But they had a damn good matchup, man. And uh, great finish. Uh, I've never seen they did a spot where Josh Woods was going to give... Silas Young, a German suplex through the tables. I've never seen that off of the apron. I've never seen it. Because, it, you know, for the most part, you're teased with it in, uh, in AEW and you're teased with it in WWE, whereas though you put your arms around them and your opponent's like hanging on the ropes and you're trying to German suplex them off, but they're hanging on for dear life, right? That's the first time I've ever seen that move done to success through a table. So, uh, that's how uh, Josh was defeated Silas Young, but but again, that's the only guy that I think, you know, can compete with uh, with uh, Jonathan Gresham as far as the pure division is concerned. Great wrestler, Josh, man. I hope they don't drop the ball with Josh Woods, man. You know, like as far as uh, as far as his look, his ability, his uh, his background, and uh, amateur wrestling, he has all the tools to be successful in Ring of Honor. He has all the tools, for, you know for Ring of Honor to get behind him and maybe put the Pure Championship or the Television of the World Championship on him. He can wait, He can be the world champion. That's how good, you know, uh, Woods is, and that's how much confidence I have in him. They just got to be willing to, uh, you know, give him the ball so he can run with it because he's another guy who can just sell you on pro wrestling. You know, he doesn't need a gimmick, uh, doesn't need flair, doesn't need a, uh, he doesn't need a uh, fancy outfit, right? He doesn't need to be good in the microphone. You know, you can look at Josh and go, this guy's the real deal. He's the real deal. If he won the world championship, I'd believe it. The pure championship, I'd believe it. Right? I think they were wasting his time with him with, uh, what is it, two, two, uh, two, two men, one tag team? It was a stupid name. <laughs> it was a stupid name. But uh, they, they had a little bit of success, man. I don't know why. That was a goofy-ass tag team. Silas Young and uh, Josh Woods, nah, not a good tag team. So it was a good idea for them to break them up. But, uh, you know, but I wouldn't be surprised if I saw a Ring of Honor World Championship in, uh, in Gresham's future, too. I mean, Bandito got the title, right? He's a Ring of Honor World Champion, so, you know, he can be beat. He's not strong, <laughs> right? But he may lose the title at Glory by Honor if he's, if he's going to defend it against Brody King. Uh, also on the, uh, on the card, you had, uh, EC3, he, uh, what is his name? 
the mercenary? Who's that? Damn it. It doesn't matter. EC3 beat the guy. Ah, oh, man, I can't believe I don't know his name. Flip Gordon. Yes, who he beat. Yeah, EC3, uh, he beat uh, Flip Gordon, but I'm not going to get into that because, you know, it wasn't that much of an important matchup. The Briscoe's got a win at uh, Best in the World. Uh, other than that, that was the pay-per-view. But, uh, you know, if I was to give that pay-per-view a grade, I'd give it a B. I'd give it a B because every match was good. Every one of them. Every one of those matches were good. Uh, the uh, the six-man tag team match was good. And uh, the last-man standing match with Silas Young and uh, Josh Goods. Josh the Goods Woods, that was a good match. The Pure Championship was stellar. The Ring of Honor World Championship was a good match. Shocking results. And that's what you want from your TV. You want unpredictability. And that's what that was. Uh, the Ring of Honor TV Championship, I, I, I'm just I'm not a fan of Tony Deppin. Never believed him for a second. I don't think he should have been the Ring of Honor Television Championship, especially with the gimmick. This gimmick is goofy. It's stupid. You know, or maybe, I don't know. I don't know. It might not be dumb, but I, I just don't think they would have... Uh, I don't think you should push Tony Deppin as that character. The uh, the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship matchup, they, that, that match was good. How did that get started? I think Dragon Lee won the Ring of Honor Television Championship. And uh, I think Violence Unlimited came out that beat on uh, Dragon Lee. And then out came uh, Gresham and Rhett Titus. And uh, Brody King and Jay Lethal. I mean, like uh, Brody Lee looks like a beast. Jay Lethal looks like a bum. <laughs> I don't know. They better do something about that, man. They better do something about that. We can't have no weak links in the foundation, man. We can't have no chinks in the chain of the foundation. All right? If you're going to purify Ring of Honor, you can't have no chinks in the chain. So you better straighten up. All right? Fix it, Jay. Fix it. That said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of Pro Wrestling Rules My Life. I am Kevin the Kevin Brew. You guys enjoy your weekend. I'll talk to you next week. We'll review some more Ring of Honor and uh, and, and some other wrestling. So other than that, you guys take care. Have a good weekend. I'll talk to you next week.